What's up, guys? So we're back at this again. We are Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. I am Darwin. To my right, I have Peter. And to my other right, you got another Peter. Exactly. We're here at Rockaway Brewery today, guys. How awesome is that? It's amazing. I mean, uh, one of our favorite breweries in Queens, uh, one, one of the best breweries uh, around, really. And uh, every time we come here, the guys here show us love, and, and, and it's all a good time. Uh, right now, guys, let's get right into it. What, what, what are we drinking right now? Well, right now, we have in front of us is... Uh, Blame it on the main. Blame, Blame it, on it on the main. The main. Exactly. Blame it on the main. A juicy double IPA. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? And That's correct. listen, this is drinking very smooth, very awesome stuff that we have in front of us. Honestly, I mean, probably the best thing I've had from here. From Rockaway? So far. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites, I would it's say. It's up there. Hawaiian pizza is up there. Yeah. Hawaiian pizza is guys, good. I'm happy to be out here at Rockaway. I mean, I've been trying to do this for a while. You know, we've been going back and forth with Flynn about this. You know, Beer Today, Tomorrow is here today. And, I mean, it's great. I mean, this is our first brewery, guys. Yeah, I'm excited. You realize that? It's our first brewery that we're doing. And I think it's only right, you know, that we do it here at Rockaway. I mean, they've shown us so much love, like Peter was saying, and I think that's amazing. I mean, just to do our first podcast on our first brewery, you know, um, it's awesome. You know what I'm saying? And, And, hey. Can't wait to have these guys on and just talk it up. And uh, and speaking of these guys, we, we do have actually a special guest from Rockaway here. Would you want to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Savi. I'm uh, one of the new crew members from Rockaway. I work mostly in the cellar and in the brew house. And I'm really happy to be here with you guys. So, Savi, how did you hook up with these guys here in Rockaway? Um, so, I will say, to just to make the long story short, I've been homebrewing for about four years and uh before when i like two three years ago i met robbie which is the current operations manager here and i got to brew with him a couple times and uh, <coughs> recently i've been uh, more exposed to the pro side of the industry and uh, based on my previous experience working in biotechnology and research labs that kind of helped me get into the inside of the industry. So there was a position open here about two, three months ago, and I applied for it. And, well, it worked out, and here I am. Wow. So That's awesome. Where, where were you before this? Well, before here, I was working in Columbia University. Oh, nice. 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 That's what, so uh, what was the first uh, beer you were ever involved brewing here? Uh, the first beer that I was involved brewing here... Um, so that's hard to tell because I kind of went into the brewing here by steps. Like I started working in the cellar, cleaning tanks, kegging, and uh, just monitoring the regular beers that we produce here, making sure that the production it's on time and everything is done right as I was training at the same time because it's a completely different world if you compare it to home brewing. Uh, but the first beer that I was fully involved from uh, grains to pint is uh, El Cuco, which is a uh, uh, milk stout uh, that it's also nitro. And that actually released today, officially. Yes, that's right. Very nice. Congratulations. Very nice. Congratulations. And Shabi, yes. Shabi, you say you're from Puerto Rico. Are you from Puerto Rico or are you from New York? Uh, I'm from Puerto Rico, born and raised there. I moved here about six years ago. I love awesome. this city. Um, actually, it's kind of funny because my uh, part of my family grew up in here in the city, yeah. and they moved back to Puerto Rico. Que so viva Puerto Rico. Yeah. Gracias. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that, bro. I was just in Puerto Rico maybe like three months ago. I, I got to tell you, I love it, man. I, I, it's the best place to be, man. If you haven't been to Puerto Rico, guys. I've been there one time, and I didn't want to leave. It was <laughs> Dude, the most beautiful once thing you go ever. there, it's, you want to stay there. It's like that Encanto. Peter, That's you right. got to make your way over there, bro. I haven't been yet, but it's on the bucket list. By the way, love the Macho Man shirt you're wearing right yeah. now. Oh, oh yeah. I think, get up. I think on. you need to throw on Randy the get-up. Randy Savage. Wear the glasses. There I mean, throw those on. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I, I can take it even I got the belt too. You got oh. the belt too. I'll bring out the belt. <laughs> I got, I got it all. I got everything. I got everything. I right see you rocking your Mets fan. Always a loyal Mets fan. Come you know on, you what I mean? And I'm also rocking. It's the sad we're not, we're not in the World Series this year, but you know, Listen, Queens, Queens for life, we right? We made it to the playoffs somehow, and I'll take it. <laughs> Wild card game. Yeah, game it's shot. better than nothing. Heartbreaker, home run. Better run. than nothing. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. Going it. back to Shabby, I mean, so you're out here in New York. I mean. 
what do you miss about Puerto Rico? You know what I mean? Well, I, of course, I miss the family. The beach is a big thing that, yeah. you know, there's no beaches like going back home and having warm, clear water where you can actually see your feet when you're swimming. Yeah, you nice. can't see that um, in Rockaway Beach. Sorry. I will say, <laughs> yeah, I will say Rockaway I miss Brewery. the food, but you can get away with getting really nice Puerto Rican food ingredients here and... I just cook at home and yeah. make it work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have family out there, but you were a new family out here at Rockaway Brewery. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Here, Rockaway Brewery, everybody's great. It is a really wonderful team. It's great working with them. We can talk about everything, figure out how to make everything work. Yeah. Really friendly. And Who would you say is your, like, your mentor or in a sense? Yeah. In a big way, I would say they're my mentors. Yeah. Well, any, any specific individual you like working with here at Rockaway? Well, I I would say Ethan is really great. Like, just allowing me to come here and talking nice. with us. And, uh, and Ethan is who again? Ethan Ethan Long is one of the owners. Okay, cool. Uh, he's really involved with us in the brew house. Uh, Robbie and uh, Ray are great, too. They are one of uh, the two key people in the production. Nice. They have pretty much taught me everything I know when it comes to the professional world and they're really invested in cool. making good beer and how to f uh, trying to figure out how to make it better that way yeah. what we are already doing nice. which is great because i would say we're doing uh yeah. overall a really good product and just try to fine-tune it to make it better nice. it's great the same nice. with operations and the process nice. and your least favorite person um, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how we turn around and look at Flint real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's our next guest. You know, yeah. if you, we can skip yeah, that. I do that at Flint. <laughs> no, I love Flint, actually. He's a great guy. He does a great job managing the bar and making sure that all the beer goes out to people and making sure that it's drinkable and people are happy about it. Oh, right? it's definitely very, very drinkable. And, you know, I, I just want to go back to what we're talking about, what we're drinking right now. Can, so can you tell us a little bit about... What uh, what the guys here? What we're drinking right now? All about the main? Oh yeah, this is uh, blame it on the main. It's an eight percent, eight point five percent IPA, which it's really a dangerous beer because you drink it and it's like, oh, it's really tasty, and you cannot taste that it's actually eight point five percent IPA. You would just keep it drinking until you're. Wasted. It doesn't sip like a double. No, yeah, it, like, it doesn't. It is a double. Like, no, it is a double. Right. No, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't sip like a double. Uh, yeah. And it's on par with the Hawaiian pizza for for it me is. personally. It is. Uh, it's a very different uh, grain bill. Also, the hops are. I think we kept one of the hops from Hawaiian pizza, but we introduced a hop that we were not using before in the kettle. So that makes a huge difference. Actually, it's funny because these hops have uh, also pineapple kind of notes so if yes. you think about it it's kind of like the brother of hawaiian pizza right yeah. right this is really really good i mean we're going to be fawning over this for a while i mean this this is this we is good stuff fawning over it i mean it's amazing <laughs> listen like i said rockaway is definitely one of my favorite breweries if not my favorite um i've been coming here guys for, for like two three years already um as flint sitting down with us you know flint could tell you the stories i would come here every friday after work i would work three blocks away uh for another elevator company and I would always come here on Friday, and I would chat it up with Flynn. I mean, one of my favorite beers that I've had, which they don't make. I don't know why. It's double curiosity. Like, what's going on, Flint? Everybody, welcome Flint, man. Yeah. Hey, Flint. How's it going? So, Flint, what do we uh, – t tell us real quick. What do we have in front of us uh, right here? So, I got you guys the flight of everything. Uh, we're starting off with the original ESB. That's our flagship. That's what Ethan and Marcus were making down in their bungalows in the Rockaways. Nice. And it's, it's what kind of started this whole business off. And then we have the uh, Don't Hassle Me, I'm Local. That's one of Robbie's babies. It's a corn saison, fairly hoppy. It's a little bit more on the bitter side. It's got a bite that, for me, is at least reminiscent of rye, but everyone's unique in that way. Uh, then we have the Fall Pale Ale. It's uh, one of our seasonals. It's using local whole, uh, whole leaf cascade hops from upstate New York, and it's delightful. It's one of our best sellers. And then we have the Blame It on the Main we just talked about. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't need to go back into that. No. <laughs> then we have the Premier Beer. It's an English mild malty, easygoing, very aromatic, using entirely UK hops. Uh, we have Brownie, which we brewed in collaboration with Six Point for the Beer for Beasts event. And it's an English brown ale, a little bit lighter, a little bit roastier. And then we tossed in 15 pounds of loose leaf tea, which if you've ever seen that amount of tea, it's absurd. It's, a, it's <laughs> exact size of your torso. Um, <laughs> and it gives it a really nice complexity. And so oh, with this one, we, we like animals. 
So we're nice. donating fifteen uh, percent of each each pint sales for that to the Brooklyn Animal Rescue Center. Oh, uh, nice. Park. nice! I'll make sure I get a pint of that before I go. Absolutely, That's a good one. Yeah. Nice. Uh, then we have El Cuco, which is Zavi's recipe. I'm gonna let him talk more about that. Sure. Uh, and then we have the Nitro Black Gold Stout, which, which is one is of our standbys. It's one of our only year rounds, and it's yeah. a traditional dry Irish. Solid, style. solid beer, always. Uh, very, very nice. So, um. Do we want to start? Uh, do actually, you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, Okuko and, and tell us uh, the inspiration behind that and how that got started? So for Okuko, I thought about a lot. Like, what do I want to drink in full? Which, most likely, it's going to be brown, dark ales that are not too high on the alcohol level, and I want it to be creamy, chocolatey. So I played with those elements using different grains. Mostly chocolate mold and uh, lactose to make it really, really, really creamy. And at the end of the day, we decided to make it nitrogen, which makes it even creamier. Um, so at the end, we have a 4.8% beer that it's chocolatey, creamy, dark, um, but... It won't get you wasted at the end of the night. <laughs> wow. so. Give us a few hours, but exactly. It's uh, so. Is this kind of like your 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 Rockaway Brewing baby in a sense? Is this kind of the first one? You, yes, uh, this is my Rockaway Brewing baby. Oh, excellent! <laughs> so this is brand brand new to Rockaway right now. Yeah, we Google. actually kegged it last night. Nice! Wow! Nice! So it's fresh as, as fresh this. as it gets. Cheers to El Cuco! Yeah, huh? cheers! How about that? Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. All right, awesome. So do we want to start kind of? Handing these out, trying these. Yeah, and, um, I'm kind of empty all, over I here. Mean, I, I think we should actually start with that. That's yeah. I'll take a sip of El Cuco. I'm yeah. empty over here. So guys. this is the El Cuco right yeah, here. This, this is it. Let's start with the El Cuco, and I'll, I'll take a quick sip. And actually, as I take a sip and pass it around, um, Flint, do you want to tell us a little bit? Just um, and you touched on it a, a little bit, but how, how did Rockaway get started? The whole concept, the whole culture behind Rockaway Brewery. Um, you know how it all kind of came together. Definitely. So Ethan and Marcus are two guys who made friends down in the Rockaways. They're both California transplants. They didn't know each other at that time. Okay. Uh, and they were homebrewing, wanting to make beer that they wanted to drink. Um, and they were just chilling out in the bungalows, started making more of it, started spending a lot of money on their homebrew equipment, and decided to make it into a tax break business, essentially. Nice. Um, people like the beer, though. And the, the main inspiration, the original, was based on the old Red Hook ESB. And they, they made something that was similar in its, its overall profile, but unique to them them inherently. Uh, people really liked it, so they decided to try and make a small brewery. And so that's when they started up with the two-barrel system, um, about, well, about four and a half years ago, wow. which makes us the old guys. <laughs> yeah, the old guys on the block. OGs, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. First one since... Uh, since Burke's shut down in the 1950s. Wow. Um, and, we'll, and that was in Queens? That was in Queens. It was, it was not too far from here. They used to make America's Guinness. Oh, okay. Okay. And nice. So they're, they're the, if you want to go technical, they're, they're, they're the first one since Prohibition. Nice. Uh, and then there's a right. long, long gap until the law has changed. And then Rockaway right. came along. Yeah, we came, then single cut, and then it's just been growing and growing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a nice expanding scene. It's about nice time. Right? I love it. Nice. But the, uh, the original here, that kind of kind of typifies our model of maltier easy drinking beer something that's not it's not part of the uh this is a phrase that I, i'm stealing from people in Asheville, but the the hops arms race uh we want to make beers that you want <laughs> like to have that. one i like to that five of. i like that yes. you can with at least in terms of your flavor profile cool. sure sure and flint i know you're not from new york you're from that's a that's a, that's a hard question uh um, you're from everywhere i, I we've had this conversation couple before yeah. a couple of times uh it's complicated uh <laughs> Northern New Mexico, I'm from a place without a name. I've lived in Santa Fe, Cleveland, Portland, Oregon, North Carolina, uh, Brighton, England, Philadelphia. Wow. And, what uh, brought you to Queens? Here. I mean, it's the best city in the world, yeah, Queens. Besides right? that. Well, besides I was, was going to say, I mean, hands down, it's hands the greatest down. place uh, This been, is why you're right? still here. What, what, what well, are you this Queens? is why I'm still here. There you um, go. <laughs> prior, so I've told Darwin this over, over a couple of beers. Um, prior to, to coming into Queens, I was traveling the East Coast doing a whole bunch of riding, freelance, and happily homeless. Um, and <laughs> I still look back at that sometimes, and I've got to, I got to go back underneath my bed and think I can be in Boston in 18 hours. Uh, there you but, go. <laughs> Quick getaway. Uh, but basically, I was coming through, and a buddy of mine was running a, a bar down in Brooklyn, and he asked me what I would stay in one place for. And I've worked in a brewery before, and I really enjoyed it. So I said, just offhand, I'd work in a brewery. That'd be fun. So nice. he got me Ethan and Marcus's name nice. and their contact. I called them up. Uh, they they needed someone. Nice. And it was just them at the time. 
And so they, they got me in for an interview the next day. They hired me a couple hours after the interview. I started the day after that. And then I decided to move to New York. Ah, rest nice. is history. Wow. Yeah, rest is history. That's, that's so amazing. when are you taking over Rockaway? I hope never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. It's fun and all, but I don't have to do taxes here. I've done everything else, basically. But uh, yeah. But I don't have to do the taxes, and that's a, yeah. that's a glorious, glorious thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and Flit, I also know that you brew a little bit when I, at That's what I was hired uh, to do here okay. originally was I was... I was the Rockaway Brewer from the old two-barrel system. Oh, nice. Uh, wow. So we expanded on up and started doing more administrative stuff. I still do some brewing when time allows, essentially. Nice. Uh, did a brew on Friday. Nice. So. Really? Yeah. What's How your, do you find uh, time? Yeah. Uh, you know, between managing. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right? So what, what's one of your uh, favorite beers that you've ever brewed? Uh, <laughs> it's a loaded question, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a hard question. Well, and, and I like, well so professional scale. Um, I've only made like a dozen beers. Mm -hmm. uh, if you count homebrew, we're up in probably a couple hundred. Nice. Um, wow. Okay. So there's a lot of there's a lot of options out there. Nice. Um, hmm. So so what like your your flavor palette. Like what what are the types of beers that you you typically prefer? Balanced beers. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's hoppy. It doesn't matter if it's sour. It doesn't matter if it's dark. I want something that's going to be balanced, in which everything's going to blend together and complement itself. Right. Yes. So I don't have to worry about this one thing sticking through. It's like a great dish. Yeah. Exactly. When you find something like that, where you, everything just meshes well together. Yeah. It's, it's like a what you guys are doing yeah. here. Flint, I need to know your favorite beer at Rockaway and your least favorite. My favorite beer at this exact moment, yes. and it changes depending on what I've eaten, sure. what I've been drinking, who okay. I've been talking to, all that stuff, nice. is the brownie. Really? Okay. And right. some of that might be because... Pass the brownie, bro. Pass the brownie. Pass the brownie. I guess I'm in so the good seat here. <laughs> here you I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm first dibs. And I have to say, the, the kugel, I enjoyed that very the much. The kugel was delicious, by the way. Yes, it was. That was good stuff. Flint, your least favorite? Let's be honest. We'll edit it out if you want. Okay. Let me. No, we won't. I, I know you won't. It's actually the Don't Hassle Me, I'm Local. Don't Hassle Me. Uh, I've had that. What? I wasn't a fan about that. Cezanne's are. Hit yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. I wasn't, I've wasn't. i had that. I wasn't crazy about that one. Yeah. This is brownie we're passing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any, mean any special bad. ingredients in this brownie that we should know about? Oh, yeah, there is. Well, that's that's all the English breakfast whole leaf tea, or, or loose leaf tea, rather. I, I, okay. I can, I can I take, like, like. Wow, yeah. And then the aftertaste yeah. on the tip of the tongue, you taste it. You taste that uh, that that English tea. That's interesting that you guys use that. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. And going back to your comment, Delicious. yeah, it, it, bad is the wrong, it, it, least favorite. It, it, it all depends on the palate, really. Right. And like you said, yeah. what you ate today. We all like different things. We all like different things. And certain days, certain flavors you know, will hit us differently. But um, I, I like that. That, that, and then that was in collaboration. Which the brownie was in collaboration with Six Point. Yeah, um, one of their one of their big brewers. His name is Kier, a delightful giant Scottish man. Um, <laughs> he, he came on in, helped us brew that together for that that charitable event that they did. Right. Nice. 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 So, what do you guys think of that? The brownie. Oh, I like that. That's Brownie's actually delicious. delicious. Very good. Very so good. I saw you brought some uh, some props today. Yeah, these are all the all the bits and pieces from our our tour, which we do in the in the brewery. Nice, kind of walk people through the whole process. I feel like I'm in beer school. Well, this if you great. wouldn't mind, we kind of like to hear what the uh, the process entails. Yeah, no problem. Um, basically, we're we're like any other brewery that's existed in the last couple of hundred years. We just have slightly fancier equipment, um, <laughs> and compared to some of the guys that are out today, not very fancy at all. We have a, a fairly manual setup. It's a five barrel system, so it's pretty small scale as far as microbreweries go. Um, and it was made in Canada. Uh, so mm. basically, Damn Canadians. Uh, Yo, hoser. It's <laughs> good stuff. It's good steel. <laughs> Free healthcare. But like every other brewery, we take the water. We take city water here because uh, we like the New York water. It's good. It's got a nice mineral content. We filter it a little bit because sometimes a little bit of chlorine comes on through, but not too much. Um, and then we put it into uh, our hot liquor tank. That's where we heat it. We bring it up to 180 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit, depending on what the temperature of the grain and all that stuff is. Cool. Uh, we'll, then we'll pump it into our mash tun while we're feeding in milled malted barley. And the vast majority of our beer, it's all barley. Uh, we have a couple things. We have some corn. We have some oat. We have a little bit of wheat. Uh, but barley's always the core. And so we have uh, base grain. So this is a men American two-row. This is the majority of what we use. This is what gives us our sugars. This is the, the backbone of the beer. Okay. Um, but we also have caramel malts. We have chocolate malts. We have roasted malts. We've got 
Munich, Vienna, Rye, uh, just all sorts of things. There's a lot of options out there. And so we take it, we put it inside the, the mash tun, we steep it like tea. Uh, we keep it about 150 degrees. That's going to activate those diastatic enzymes. Yeah. And that's going to give us access to fermentable sugars. And we'll do this. This will take typically about an hour. Nice. Um, give or take. It depends on the beer. And this is going to determine the body, the color, the alcohol content of the beer, and a lot of the flavor of it, especially for a brewery like us that's going to be focusing a little bit more on that malt complexity. Uh, then we'll take that sugar water, essentially, pump it into our brew kettle. We'll bring it up to a boil. Once again, we usually boil for about an hour, give or take, it depends on the beer. Uh, and that's when we start adding hops. Uh, we mostly use pelletize, but we do have some whole leaf. Uh, these are actually whole leaf that a buddy of mine dropped off from his rooftop in, in Long Island City. Uh, we're going to make a little little batch of beer. We have no idea what on earth they are. <laughs> we love it. It's very local. Oh, yeah. Very local hops, huh? But So the hops, hops are a flower. That's a rhizomatic vine that flowers. It's very closely related to marijuana. Um, you can brew with both. You can smoke both. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part we loved. That. Oh, yes. Yes. Hey, we'll talk Flint. to you after the show. Flint, do you smoke? <laughs> I don't. I have lung issues. Oh, uh, but oh. I lived in Oregon for a while. So, so he definitely did. You definitely yeah. did smoke. Uh, he got secondhand. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> he, he, he did not inhale, right? No. Never. <laughs> never. They never do. I'm like Obama. Uh, <laughs> but so we mostly use pelletized, though. And most breweries do because the pelletized hops are much more efficient. Basically, people take the dried up flowers, uh, they'll grind them up and compress them. And we want to do, use the, the, the pelletized stuff because when the pellets hit that boiling wort, they dissolve into a fine mist. So you get a lot more surface area. Whereas the flowers, they clump a little bit, so it's just not quite as efficient. And okay. you, you pay for hops by weight. Yeah. So if we can, if we can cut a little, little money off, it's always good. Nice. Um, and the way that the hops work, the ones at the beginning of the boil give you bitterness because those bittering acids take a while to steep out. Okay. The ones at the end give you aroma because those aromatic oils take a short period of time nice. to steep out, but they degrade with the heat. And the ones in the middle give you a combination of those two characteristics proportionate to when you add them. Nice. Um, and there are hundreds of types of hops out there, all of which are entirely unique. Then depending on how you use them, you can get unique characteristics from those. So the, the mash and the boil give us the vast majority of our complexity here. Nice. Um, then we'll cool it down. We have a wort chiller. Uh, and we have a finished wort, which is an unfermented beer. We'll pump it into our fermenters. We'll add the yeast. The yeast will eat the sugar, create alcohol, carbon dioxide, and some other things that will flavor the beer. So like that's the Saison, our Wild American, um, any Belgian beer you've ever tasted. What you're tasting out of that is the results of the, the fermentation process. Nice. And uh, Zavi here is our yeast guy. So he'll be able to talk if you guys have any specific yeast questions. Yeah. He's going to be able to say more than cool. I. Cool. I have a problem, though. So. I'm, I'm empty. <laughs> I'm empty. I have nothing in front of me. I mean, oh, we got plenty here. What, what do you want to try next off the flight? Uh, Remember, I got two more specialties after this to, to finish up the. Oh, wow. So we got to finish this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, let's, let's do the. Is the fall pail there? Is, is, it is. It is. Yeah. Let's go with that. And then, like uh, All right. Next up. Gets, yeah. the, uh, gets the grease. There you go. <laughs> All right. So then after that, we. Um, after we fermented the beer out, since we make almost exclusively ales, uh, we'll, we'll ferment for about nine days on average. Nice. Uh, then we'll cold crash it to clarify as opposed to filtration. Uh, we, don't, we don't really want to deal with filtration. We also like the body that gets left over from an unfiltered beer. And it's, it's a little bit easier. Um, so the cold crashing, we turn down the temperature of the tank, and they're all temperature controlled with glycol. So we can regulate that to within plus or minus a degree. Nice. Uh, but we'll turn it down to the mid-30s so the protein yeast will settle out of suspension, and the yeast will go a little bit dormant. Um, and then we can harvest that yeast, and we'll reuse that frequently up to 10 generations before we start ringing about mutation, wow. adulteration, and yeast fatigue. And once that happens, we just dump it down the drain. And we're in an old <laughs> meat packing plant, so anything that we put down the drain is way better than what they were doing. So that was all pork processing, so wow. we have, we're confident about that. Yeah, um, learned something new about this property. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird old neighborhood. It <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really was. It really was. That's Queens. Well, Peter right? used to live out here. I he knows what weird, how weird, weird it was. So you got the good stories. Oh my God! Before any of these high rises came, before before gentrification. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, the poor folk were allowed to be around. Um, yeah. Before they got rid of us, it was it was a nice little area. It was very diverse, uh, but literally none of this existed. Pretty much everything from a block down was just marshlands. None of these properties, none of these buildings. You have the towers right on the water. You have that little. Um, whatever you call that. Go, like a out. play park or something like that. That little park right yeah. there where, where we went for Queen's Beer Week. Right. None of that existed. That was just 
big ass fucking. That's like the last last decade. That's when that came. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. That's when the Queen's you know, uh, beer scene started booming. It was a great place to live, and then, uh, I mean, I, th- I wish I was still here, man. I'm not going to lie. Look how it turned out. Look at all the stuff we have everywhere. You can't walk a half a block without finding a great bar or a restaurant or a brewery. Oh, Long Island City is one of the hottest neighborhoods in New York. Yeah, I mean, and, one, really of and so. one of the most expensive. So one of the most expensive, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But definitely got to say about Rockaway, I love that they have a lot of rarity of beers, you know. Uh, you got a lot of these breweries, and they're so or IPA-focused, like, you know, and... They give us a lot, you know, and and that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you guys do that. You know what I mean? You can go to another brewery and it's like, well, it's true. IPA I, this, IPAs IPA are, are the craze, and, and you know, we, we do love IPAs. But one thing I really really like about Rockway is that there is a very, like like you said, there's a variety on the menu. There's something for everyone. There's something for every taste. And um, thankfully for us and, and for you guys, everything you guys do, I mean, we really, we really like a lot of the stuff you guys do. You guys do a great job. Yeah, honestly. I mean, you, you go to a lot of places. And, and I feel like the, the, you guys have some of the, the more diverse uh, offerings that can really, you know, tantalize all kinds of different palates. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's literally, it, it's a joy coming here because it's just, you know, it's just good stuff. Being, being the beer lovers that we are, being able to try all these different types, um, it's it's, I mean it's awesome. I mean I don't know what else I could say, uh, other than it being pretty amazing. So I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't see you guys out there, in a lot of stores and things like that. And where can we find you? We we distribute mostly kegs to bars and restaurants, and we have a lot of restaurants that pick us up because our beer pairs really well with food. Um, and we we generally only distribute the ESB, our pale ale, and our stout. Yeah. So like the craft rotators. Yeah, we'll throw them a keg of something special sometimes, but not too often. So we kind of we kind of fade into the background and keep consistent. And then in terms of bottle shops and all that kind of jazz, we've only got one can out there right now, and that's the uh, the original ESB. ESB, right? So wow. We wow. send a decent amount of. A, a, Any reason why you guys do that? We we take it slow. Okay. Uh, one of the things this is this is a grassroots operation, um, coming out of Ethan and Marcus's pockets originally. So expansion is something that we've got to not overextend right Um, and we also want to make sure that no matter what if like we don't want to send our beer off to a giant contract facility and then send it out throughout the state but not necessarily have control over the the quality of the product and the product itself we we, we're all in this because we care about it quite a bit and we need to be confident how is marcus and ethan by the way Oh, they're doing great. They're down in the Rockaways having a, an epic Halloween party right nice. now. Nice. We're going to have to catch them on the rebound real maybe, quick. Maybe we'll go there after. Yeah. yeah we'll hit them after. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a question about, you know, in regards to expansion. So you guys not too long ago opened up a second location, correct, and in Rockaway. We did, yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that location? Can and, I, and I want to add something to that. When you, when you answer that question, there is there was a little rumor that oh my. maybe eventually the Long Island City location might someday not exist is that no. true is t- tell me darwin's talking shit come on <laughs> i i would love if that was the case you would love <laughs> to leave wow. really no no, no no i would love I, I would love if that was if that was a rumor i would love if that was false oh, okay, okay. we love lic it's become a second home for us yeah um and in some ways almost a first home because we we're so small out in the rockaways uh but we know as you guys were saying gentrification is happening development eventually we have the expectation that we're going to have to leave this space. Wow. Um, I didn't think I was going to get emotional tonight, but yeah. it, it might happen. Should we pass issues or something? I oh, mean, damn. yeah. What you... I've heard for now, we're going to stay in Long Island City. Yeah. We, we've, we've got to. Hopefully a... for a little while. Yeah. Well, when the lease is up. When the lease is up. We've got some years. Um, <laughs> our landlords are actually legitimately pretty cool. Cool. Uh, okay. they've, they've taken good care of us, and That's they're rare. not all about getting the big tower and making the big money. Right. But. You know, if you're looking at the long, long term sure. decades, we may have to move out of this space. And that's one of the reasons why we have the space down the Rockaways. Okay. Is so that there's always a Rockaway brewing company that actually exists, and we don't have to become just a brand for any period of time. Um, and the idea is, hopefully, when we have to deal with this, and we are we are we do not have to deal with this yet, and are avoiding it. Um, we want to do a second spot. If we lose the LIC spot, another spot in LIC. Okay. Because okay. the neighborhood oh, is okay, so good. central. It's so much a part of our story yeah. and our roots yeah. well, that we can keep that and rock oh, that's awesome. And I'm, they're going to miss you that. if you I'm ever go. I'll tell yeah, you I was going right to say, I, I really enjoy coming out here to LIC and just popping into Rockaway. I mean, if, if, if it's definitely in LIC or even within LIC, you know, the surrounding neighborhood, that's, that, that's awesome. 
you know, I just I, I enjoy Rockaway. I just think it's awesome coming to Long Island City, you know? It is, and Long Island City is a great scene. But, but speaking of the roots, so what was it like in those early days here, just starting up? I mean, can, can you give us any, any insight to what that was like, just getting this off the ground and really getting, you know, getting the traction that you guys have today? It was fun. Uh, it was a struggle. We, so when it started off, none of us really had been doing this a whole bunch. Um, it was a, a two-barrel system, single-jacketed. Our heating system were these little insulated closets with, a heat, with heat that would blow into them. The cooling system was those same insulated closets, but we just open up a valve to the walk-in refrigerator. So it was a little bit janky. Um, but we got to play with a lot of things. And, and since, since we're the old guys, we came into Queens and we were able to expose people to local craft beer. And they were really supportive and excited. And that's one of the things that I really love about Queens is people are... They're loyal, they're friendly, and when we messed up, if we produced that batch of ESB that tasted just a little bit weird, they'd drink it anyways and ask me what happened. Uh, wow. And then we'd come back, they'd come back for the next batch, which was delightful. Yeah. We call that Queen's Love. That's what we call it around here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, it was a, lot of, a lot of grassroots, a lot of um, long but very fun days. And uh, it, was a nice way, it was nice to kind of watch the community build up around us, all of those high-rises coming in. Yeah. A lot of them didn't exist when we came here or they weren't, they weren't uh, populated. So right. we got to start to welcome people into the neighborhood, welcome other breweries into the neighborhood, and then slowly get a, get a very slow expansion into the five boroughs for industry. So did, did you feel that the community was uh, receptive when, uh, when you guys first came in? Very much so. Okay. Uh, they were delighted awesome. by us. Nice. So we, the whole place grew up together, Rockaway and the neighborhood. Yeah. And they both started growing at the same time. Yeah, that's true. So currently, what's uh, obviously, other than Rockaway, what, what are some of your guys, what are some of your favorite breweries, some of your, some of your favorite beers that you guys like uh, outside of the great beers that you guys brew here at Rockaway? Well, for me, it's hard to tell, especially since there have been may, so many breweries popping up. Especially in this year, I think there have been like three new breweries that have popped up this year. All of them are great, and every one of them have a very distinctive characteristic about how they brew, how they balance their beers. So I wouldn't like to just pop up at a name because they're all great and they are all very distinctive. So what do you think, Flynn? I feel similarly. It's a, once again, depending on what my mood is, what, what, what I've been eating, mm -hmm. what I've been feeling, nostalgia, whatever story I'm telling, it's, it's gonna, that's going to change what I drink. Um, and I, like so many other craft beer drinkers, probably like you guys too, I like variety. I like novelty. When I go mm -hmm. out to that beer bar, I'm going to try that thing that sounds neat that I've never touched before. Right. Yeah. Um, so right now, in your mood, to, on, on Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, on this podcast, what, right now, what, what is something that you would uh, prefer to drink? Right now, if I could have a glass of Maine Brewing Company's lunch in my hand, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I would be yes. very happy. Really? Yes. I, I almost bought the bottle last night. Oh. <laughs> almost bought the bottle. If I would have known. Next time. Next time. Okay. You've had dinner, haven't you? I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. But I see, <laughs> I, 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 I've, see, I've seen a lot of Heady Topper pictures on your, on your IG account. I, well, I get a lot of Heady Topper yeah. for, for someone who doesn't go to nice. Vermont. Yeah. I was going to ask, how, how do you get your hands on that one? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. I you make friends. Friends, <laughs> friends yeah. yes. There you go. So what what else do we have over here? Can we, let's pass another another yeah. beer around. What, what should we go with next, guys? Uh, well, I'll let you know we drank a lot of the ESB. Yeah, you guys know that beer. Uh, you guys Great just beer. had a couple of the uh, couple oh. of the blame it on the mains, but uh, the mild, right? Yeah. That's next. I'd go for the premier beer. Premier beer? Yeah, there you absolutely. Go. Nice premier. All right, Macho Man's about to take a sip. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, I hope your beard's clean. Mm. <laughs> uh, FY, we're all sharing the same and, glass. And, and it isn't. I'm going to double dip. It's <laughs> oh, all right. I've had worse. Nice. <laughs> that was nice. I, I enjoyed that. That was good. I actually have never had that here before. So I'm, I'm a fan. That was tasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the premiere? Mm -hmm. That's right. So tell us a little bit about the Delicious. process uh, behind that beer. So the premiere beer is... Um, it's an English mild. I would say it's a little weird English mild because it, it has oats, uh, which is not that common on English mm -hmm. milds. It's still like refreshable. And um, the other thing that is different from traditional milds is the dry hopping. We really dry hop it 
like an IPA, which means that we pretty much clogged the fermenter when we dry hop it. <laughs> so, but we ferment, we uh, dry hopped it with an English hop. That's right, which is uh, also kind of a novelty because usually when you dry hop that aggressively, uh, people dry hop with uh, American, New Zealand, or Australian hops, mm -hmm. with our, which are really fruity or piney or citrusy. These English hops are more spicy, earthy, and gives it a very, very, very distinctive flavor. When you try it, you're like, whoa, this is really tasty. This is really refreshing, but it doesn't taste like anything that I've tasted before. Wepa. Puerto Rico. <laughs> I love that. Like, we gotta wow. go. We gotta do a podcast in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Take the whole uh, Rockaway crew with us. You know. Yeah, Let's go. that would be that perfect. In maybe front of the beach, maybe. In, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Maybe in you speedos look and stuff. Well, yeah. I don't know about the yeah, speedos, but maybe speedo. the next. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about you in the speedo, <laughs> but maybe the next uh, next place you guys open, maybe we could look at Puerto Rico. I knew Ethan and Marcus will be really happy if we bring him there with surfboards. Yeah, surfer crew. All right, nice guys. That was really good. I think should we just uh, should we keep going? We got a few more here, guys. Uh, what do you recommend next? Let's go with the local. The local. Uh, the Don't House Me is local. The the corn saison. Yeah. I think that was your least favorite. It was, but it's still good. Let's give our uh, videographer photographer Mark here I a try. I do like that one a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing with that beer? Uh, it's really, really, really crisp, really dry. It's kind of like drinking champagne in yeah. short. Um, wow. And it's spicy, but it's not too crazy spicy. So. It's got a little bit of a mild kick there at the yeah. end. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah. It's like you give me uh, Indian food, which I love. Ooh, you give that? me this beer, and I will be oh, yeah. just cr crushing it, drinking yes. pine after pine <laughs> after pine. No, but with some spicy food. A little bit of spicy, yeah. yeah. That goes really well. I'll do that. So now when you guys are brewing, are you thinking about that? What kind of food can we pair it with? Because I know you were saying that you distribute to some restaurants that would, you know, like to pair it with something. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> That's yeah. the best answer. Depends on the beer. Um, yeah. So we've got our cores, but we do a, a fair amount of one-offs. Uh, like the like the Don Hasami, like the El Cuco, uh, like the Blame It on the Main. And so for those, sometimes we're thinking about what are we going to pair this with? How are we going to distribute this? Uh, how are we going to play with this? Or sometimes it's just... I want to drink this thing. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Can we make this happen? Um, in which that case, we're not. We'll, we'll start thinking about how we want to, how we want to consume it after we've already tasted it out. So it, it varies. How do you guys come up with those ideas? Like how we're going to start brewing, blame it on the main. Uh, it depends on the mood. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's first. more like. Well, we do a lot of research. We drink a lot of beers from different places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. And oh, you guys hiring. You know, yeah. that helps a Taste lot testers. in a sense because it's like, oh, I've tried these five beers. And from this five, three are kind of like what I want to drink. And I will make something from these three beers that lets me do the perfect beer for the moment. Flint, how do you guys come about the names for these beers? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask the same question. Yeah, kind so of a nightmare, right? Uh, naming is, is complicated. So if it's, if it's someone's special baby, like El Cuco. Yeah. Um, Zavi wanted to name it El Cuco. We named well, that it came out of a joke. That came out of a joke? Oh, can we hear it? We like jokes. Can we like jokes? Well, yeah. Well, we were joking around about Halloween, and for some reason, Ray mentioned El Chupacabras. Uh-oh. <laughs> Which probably started in Puerto Rico. Yeah. It, I... And it might exists. have started in Puerto Rico. I remember when I was a kid, the chupacabra was really scary. And I was like, oh, don't bring a chupacabra. And he was like, what's the boogeyman in Puerto Rico? And I'm like, a cuco. <laughs> and <laughs> we start, we kept joking about a cuco the whole week. And it just made perfect sense. We're making a cream stout. Um, it's going to be released in Halloween. We kind of want a Halloween theme. And it's like, oh, El Cuco stole my cow and make a milk stout. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Made it El Cuco. Nice. I like, I like that. Awesome. I really like that. You can't that. go wrong with a chupacabra. You just oh, can't. Yeah. It's just entertainment. I would right drink there. it all day long. Yeah, yeah. Flint, here's a real, <laughs> real good question for you. How about a beer today, beer tomorrow beer? I mean, I don't know. I, don't see, I see no problem with that, guys. You know, I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah. But who are we? We just <laughs> hop the hell out of it. <laughs> Ethan's our brewmaster, so he okay. gets to decide on the collaborations, how to work that. Ethan, stuff. we're looking for you. I thought he was <laughs> going to be here. What happened? I don't know. 
He had the Rockaway party to do. Oh, oh the Halloween. Yeah, yeah we're okay. going to crash that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you in a little bit, Ethan. <laughs> uh, so what, what else? Uh, what, should we, what should we delve into next here? we got a couple well, more options left. The last two beers are pretty hardcore in there. Well, aside from the ESB, they're like hardcore. hardcore in their flavor profile. So I recommend going for the ESB first. Yeah, cool. Because... If you drink the uh, the blame it on the main and then the ESB, you'll lose some of the subtlety. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, subtlety has never been our strong point, but we'll 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good if you're looking for balance. Yeah. I, I like the ESB. ESB is great. I've had that many times. Solid beer. Mm-hmm. Solid. It's good. The beer got in it again. There's <laughs> a fucking hair in there. That's all right. Just dr- drink around it. Just drink around <laughs> it. That's all right. You've had worse. <laughs> Plenty of worse in my mouth. Smash your man deer. <laughs> rest in peace, Randy Savage. Oh, rest God. in peace. He'll never be forgotten. Never forget. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Delicious. ESB, you can never go wrong with mm-hmm. that. that is so good. ESB is what you can right now. I know you've also canned the beach. And there was another... I'm sad, by the way, that had, the beach you? is no huh? longer. I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. I'm yeah, sad sorry. the beach is no longer available. That yeah, was that really was a good. tasty one. That's yeah. like the we'll quintessential summer brew. Oh, exactly. That's why. That's and why it's, it's gone because it's yeah, fucking cold yeah, outside. But yes, <laughs> um, but we'll be bringing it, it back. Summer. Yeah, but there was another beer that you guys can know. So for the uh, our anniversary, we. Okay. I like that. I like it. Anniversary. We did a Kickstarter. We had to come up with all the clever phrases, and we kept you know two of them or so. But um, <laughs> the anniversary we released the, the Black Top, which is a black lager, and one of the very few lagers that we ever make. And so we just had a small batch of that, about 500 cans. Okay, cool. So just touch on this. How was that Kickstarter experience? I've heard so many different stories around Kickstarter. I mean, like how hard it is, how much you got to put in. Like, what was it like for you guys? It was a lot of work. Um, the Kickstarter was primarily done by Justine and myself. And then uh, Marcus did, did all of the because he's a cinematographer and photographer. He did all the film and photography for it. Uh, and then Ethan just kind of gave us support, but we dropped the rest of the brewery in his lap and walked away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was it was much more than we expected it to be. Uh, but ultimately, it was really nice because we ended up stepping up our social media game. We ended up reaching out to a lot of people and getting a lot of people exposed to the brewery and the beer as we tried to get our own little, little canning line. Uh, and so we made a lot of friends. We made a lot of lot of exposure. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a very long and occasionally annoying experience yeah. that I hope to avoid. It's it's like <laughs> a, it's like having another full time job, right? Very much so. Uh, it dominated Justine and I's I's work weeks essentially. So and then at the end, after we had finished the Kickstarter, we got the Kickstarter all finished. Uh, we spent just hours putting things in bags and putting them in envelopes and all those gifts. Them all through. Yeah. Oh yeah. So would you do a thirty or a sixty day, forty five? What, what would you got? How long did you run the campaign for? Uh, we did a oh crap, sixty day. Sixty day. Wow, nice. Yeah, I, I've 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 uh, looked into. I've talked to a lot of people who've done it. It's just, it's it's literally it's a full time job within itself just doing that. So uh, you know, props to you guys for for living yeah. out your dreams here. Um, do you guys want to? We got. We still got a, a, another two here. What well, do you suggest? Nitro. Suggest, I'm gonna nice. run off and go get get something else for you. Oh uh, boy. Oh boy. But we won't say no. So this is. I'm gonna give you the the blame it on the main while I go and get the wild American. The torture. The torture. Did you say the wild American? Yeah, you, uh, that's the one to finish it off with. Uh, I was looking oh, at that yes. on the website. Nice. Oh, God, let's do it. He's getting the Donald it. Trump. Is that what he's that getting? That was barrel yeah. aged, right? Shabby. So. Yeah. Clinton or Trump? Oh man. <laughs> Do I have to answer that? How you don't? No. <laughs> so that I'm wasn't no. That. That's, <laughs> I, I believe it might be an obvious question. It's tricky at the same time. Yeah. But I just want Whip peace in, I just want peace in Toma. the USA. Toma. There you go. Toma. You know yeah, what, though? Toma it, it, sounds like a punch, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Th- th- this election has been like, t- I mean, it's like reality TV oh, yeah. like times a million. It's, it's embarrassing. It's, it's the biggest joke, I think, election in the history. Whoever wins, so, we're fucked either way. I, I'm not going to go politics i'm gonna go more like in a different way i would say we're too focused on money and we need to focus on development and focus on making the best of us so. we need to support more local breweries there exactly. you go and i think more people more breweries more people be happy i mean that that's my platform that and legalize weed shabby <laughs> i'm okay with daddy that. yankee don omar 
Más maíz. Más maíz. Ya tú sabes. Ay, ¿Te gusta la salsa? Salsa. Look, and flip left, guys. What are you doing? Flip left. Come on. You made him leave. He felt uncomfortable. We like rock. He's voting Trump. Come on, we like Nirvana. He's bringing the sour. We like we like Nirvana. We like reggaeton. We like everything that makes people happy. Well, let me tell you something about Rockaway. Their music selection is awesome. Like you'll be in here, you're listening to Bob Marley. I love the reggae. Right from the rib, you're gonna be listening to Tribe Called Quest. Like I've heard Tribe Called Quest. By the way, they're dropping a new album in two weeks. Yes, they are. And real quick, Flint loves the Chronic. He does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. loves, Back he loves his Dr. Portland, Dre. He said. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Dre. Dre. All right. Yeah. We go from reggae to black metal to Dr. Dre. That's right. That's yeah. how you know it's a good time. That's diversity, and that reflects in, in, in what you guys are serving. Yeah. You know? I mean, it goes hand in hand. It's music. good music in here. It's good music, good music. diverse music, Every good time beer. I came in here, I remember bobbing my head. I love yeah. whatever's going on in here. Yeah. yeah. Even great just people the, also. Even like, the decor. Yeah. When you look around, we got some great pictures from Queens Beer Week when we were in here. Oh, fantastic pictures in here. Some of the pictures you can see on our website right now, www.beertodaybeertomorrow.com. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I have the, is this the black nitro? Yeah, the black gold. Black gold nitro, okay. On nitro. On nitro. On okay. nitro. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Put so that yeah, black I... in your mouth, though, and go ahead. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we're it's circling. It's getting inappropriate. It, oh, look. It's this is definitely one of my favorite beers. I think you should when start I, serving the lower alcohol yeah. stuff right now. Yeah. I, I would say that it's a really, really, really solid stout. Yeah. So wow. T- one tell of my us, favorite. Tell us a little bit about this stout and what went into it. Yes. Uh, so the um, the black gold goes way back to the beginning of this place. Once, once the two-barrel system was up and rolling. Uh, Ethan and Marcus wanted to make a solid dry Irish stout. And it's not something that you see out there too much. Um, and so they, they, they thought about what they wanted Guinness to be and made the black gold. So it's got a lot of black patent, roasted barley. Uh, it's got chocolate malt, caramel malts. It's, it's very complex on the barley side. And then it's using a blend of both traditional UK hops and American hops to try to make something that's, that's wholly unique. Um, it took us over a year to figure out how to make it nitro and have it served properly, though. And once we did, it was it was finally at its at its peak. We felt so we kind of dropped the CO2 versions of it, um, and now it's just a nitro beer. But it's just just the drier stout you want. It's very enjoyable. That was good. That I was like, really tasty. I enjoy stuff that's very nice. Yeah. That's very definitely tasty. one of my favorite stouts. I mean, mm-hmm. I would come here like I said on Friday after work Especially in the winter. Day. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's, that's yeah, perfect the, for that. Yeah. It's first thing I would always order from Flint. Like Flint, let me get, get that from nitro. work. I will say yeah. something. Even in summer. At the end of a shift, I was crushing. You can do a nice job. Yeah, yeah. I love nice. the terminology. Just crushing it. Just crushing, crushing it. it. Crushing I, it. I, I love the phrase crushing a nitro stout. I mean, so that's something you, you can't can. can. That's something that Macho Man right? would do. We Ooh, can. Yeah. We're actually working on that. Okay. <laughs> but it's a little more complicated. So okay. We've been holding on. Okay. You got to get the widgets. Right. Okay. I have a question. Like when you when you can on these beers, uh, is there a certain uh, time frame you should be opening these beers up? You know, uh, as soon as possible. As yeah. soon as possible, for, right? For Freshest is best. Beers. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Unless have you have like an imperial, fourteen uh, percent imperial style that you want to age for a couple years, you still see how the oxidation develops. I mean, you want to drink them fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally. So, what do you guys think when, when you when you buy something fresh, canned, let's say, within the next three, four, five months? I mean, that's the optimal time to really drink it. And I would say even earlier, like. Especially if they're hobby beers, mm-hmm. you want to drink them um, in the same week that you bought them. Because you don't know really? how long they've been sitting on a shelf. You don't know if the distributor got them, how long the distributor hold them or whatever. So, so. so let's say fr- you just got it. They, j- they just canned it that day. That was the release. You pick it up. How long do you think you can you can drink that and it's still the same flavor profile that the brewer intended? I would say a week or less. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So now what, what happens after, let's say, a week or two? So hops... Uh, have essential oils which are very delicate as soon as they're exposed to oxygen they start oxidizing and all that flavor aroma starts decaying really quick the problem is the flavor and aroma don't just decay but it turns into other flavors that you don't necessarily will enjoy like skunky or papery flavors I've been there I've been there skunks okay (laughs) <laughs> no, they're yeah. not. Well, skunkiness, skunkiness is more mostly caused by light exposure. Right, right. Yeah. But it's still, 
the oxidation will just yeah. give you a papery, malty, weird right. kind of. We had that happen when we, we broke out a couple old beers. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. so I like hang on to them too long. Definitely know what he's saying. Like I've been in doing the beer trading and just gaining so many beers, and it's like you can't really drink all of that, you know. And one and, shot. And right. one shot, and I will literally have in my fridge like sixty cans of beers, and it's like once you get to that can, after I mean, like stop a being month, cheap and share it. I'm, I know, I'm just right? saying. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, <laughs> how many of those have we seen? I don't know. You've sipped plenty. You've sipped plenty on those. You have. Yes, you have. Example, yeah. there's this stone uh, enjoy by beer, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I believe their shelf life is kind of like a month, right? It's, a, it's about a month, yeah. And yeah. for most of your IPAs, you got a lot of people write, write that on the can, yeah, yeah that you really get yeah. by that month, or they'll have a they'll have a best buy. Fresh is best, so always. Go you hear it right there. That's the key thing when you guys buy uh, hey, that's any a life purchase lesson. any beer, like seriously, only for taste a date. it if it's fresh. Well, yeah, hey, if, for you a date, if, you know? if you have a lager though. Might say, oh, I can let it sit a month, right? A lager can sit better. If you like uh, IPL, you don't want to do that, yeah. But uh, like a Schwarzbier or a a Kolsch, let that chill, let that let let that develop, yeah. Nice, a triple, triple. You go into some of the old ales, almost like Uh, a fine wine, yeah. I got a bottle of I've got a, a bottle of the second batch of the Scottish ale tucked away in my well, under the box under my bed that's insulated. Um. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. And, uh, <laughs> you got to yeah, do it right. That's, that's three years old. Wow. And for a high alcohol, low hop beer, when I crack that open, it's going to be pretty good. So, so what do you uh, – I see you, you went into the back for something special. What, what do you guys got over here for us? So this is the Wild American. Oh, they got oh, us all wild one American. so no one had to share. Uh, no that's beer to excellent. Huh? No beer left behind. No beer left behind. Yes. Oh, man. Beer today, beer tomorrow. Beer this life matters. Rockaway Brewery. This guys, is the Wild American. Can we just do a quick toast? Uh, toast to our guests. Toast yes. to Rockaway yes. Brewery. Thanks, guys, so much for having us. We really, really yeah. appreciate yes, it. Awesome stuff, Flynn. Really uh, enjoy this. Weba. Yeah, Weba. guys. Puerto Rico. We love being here. Let's give the Wild American a try. Yeah. Wow. So this is barrel aged, right? Barrel aged, bottle conditioned. Um, the wild, the wild characteristic is coming out of Red Hook. Uh, from the Van Brunt Distillery Barrels. I love it. And love this is this is similar to what it. happens when you have a spontaneous fermentation out out in their spot. Uh, I tasted one of the one of the things that happened to their one of their simple syrups. It has the similar it has the same flavor profile. And this happened to one of our beers. We sat on it for a couple months, and uh, here we go. This is great. Wepa. Oh my Very god. Nice. I feel like I'm in Puerto Rico right now. There you go. <laughs> Drinking some pitorro. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be mm. interesting. Very, uh, very, very nice. Mm-hmm. The Wild American. Wow. So what, what what, more can we say? I mean, this is beer today, beer tomorrow. We're at Rockway Brewery, Long Island City, Queens. Flint in the house. Flint in the house. Xavi in the house. Xavi in the house. Puerto Rico in the house. Puerto Rico in the house. Queens in the house. Mark Velasquez Raptor in the house. Shout out to Ecuador. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just been a beautiful time here. We, we're, we love Rockaway Brewery. We uh, implore everyone out there. If you've never been, you need to really check out this brewery. It's a fantastic brewery. Here, it's local in Queens. Great uh, they people, make great ambiance. Great people, great ambiance, great beer. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. You need to try some of their beer. Beer yeah. Today, Beer Tomorrow, www.beertodaybeertomorrow.com. Catch Look us, us up on IG. IG, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, guys, Everywhere. our special guest, do you have anything else you want to leave us with uh, before we close the show? Thanks for coming in. It's always good seeing you guys through, and uh, thanks for having us here with us. Thank you, Flynn. Round of applause. Round of applause for you guys. Yes, yes. Guys, thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Yes, cheers. 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 And this is uh, BTBT signing off. See you. See you.